welcome to um, another episode of um, SFP now, but this is also kind of um, a genretainment episode because uh, joining me is Marts and Jungi, and this is basically a, you know, a show that we ran a while back called Round Table. And um, we, we decided to bring this show back, and we're probably going to hopefully bring it back in the year, aren't we, as well, guys? Yeah, hopefully. What we're doing now is we're actually going to do a best and worst list of uh, TV shows and films, and uh, we're going to give um, mention, a special mention to web series at the end. We're not going to do best and worst of web series. We're just going to sort of mention some ones that are worth seeing. Uh, but jo- joining me is Matt and Jungie. So, guys, how are yeah. you doing? We're doing good. Okay, so are we ready to rock and roll and get this oh, thing yeah. going? <laughs> oh yeah. So um, what 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 should should we start with best and with best movie? Sure. Yeah. Start off on the good oh, yeah. foot with a, a best. We start off with the good stuff and just end with the ringy ringy bad. Stuff. <laughs> Let's take two thousand and fourteen out on a on a porno. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, um, my best. I think for me. The best, the best movies I've seen this year include uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, which I I've root. seen. Several times. I um, you were Julie. Awesome. <laughs> no, that means I agree. Awesome. Oh, okay. <laughs> should, should that be we are? Yeah, Groot? we are Groot. We agree. <laughs> we are Groot. <laughs> but for me, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy was the best cinematic experience that I've actually had since going to see the original Star Wars movie. Yeah, I mean, I love that movie. It was definitely one of my favorites. Yeah, it, it, did... it re- made me think about being a kid watching Star Wars. Yeah, it reminded me of that, <laughs> that feeling of watching Star Wars also. Was... Basically, Star Wars is no longer Star Wars. Now Guardians of the Galaxy is Star Wars. <laughs> I mean... You know, the whole Rocket Raccoon and Groot thing. And let me tell you, I, I actually sell bobbleheads online. <laughs> you know, the, the Funko stuff. And I actually had a consignment of the uh, Groot pop vinyls. And, and the operative word here is had. Uh-huh. They went, as soon as I enlisted them, they, they were oh, gone. yeah. I you adore know? Groot and Rocket. Yeah, I love how Marvel took this obscure, much lesser known, you know, team and and these characters and and now they're like one of the most popular well, i think it's so funny that it's like dc still can't figure out how to do wonder woman because like a strong female character is like too difficult to make people believe but you know marvel's like screw that we're doing like a talking tree and a raccoon <laughs> <laughs> yeah and um and we we, we we're also gonna gonna throw in a hot green chick called gamora <laughs> yeah why not so yeah guardians of the galaxy is I think on all of our lists for sure. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. must must see if and, you haven't uh, seen it yet. Yeah, and if you haven't, what's and wrong the... with you? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Go see it, or we will have Rocket Raccoon go around with a chainsaw and chop off all your legs <laughs> and replace them with uh, artificial ones and then steal them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, he's adorable. I, 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 I just love that humor. Uh-huh. It's just really stupid. <laughs> um, also, one of the my favorite movies we've seen this year, I loved The Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 1. I've been looking forward to it because, you know, it's like the first one was really good. The second one was good, but it was like, oh, for the love of God, I've seen the games already. I'm ready for the revolution. So finally, we get to the revolution, and I'm all excited about that. So, And I'm waiting to finish watching the movies before I read the books. Yeah. The first one for me was good. The second one was kind of meh because it's kind of went. It felt like bit, it's doing the same you know, thing over again. Yeah. 
Yeah, went went too political, to be honest. I, I just want. I just think they would have been better off cutting out this middle chapter and just well, going, I mean, getting it straight. It is political to... by nature. I mean, <laughs> I don't care. You know, let's get on with the king in already. <laughs> I mean, although interestingly, after I watched Mockingjay Part One, I was able to go back and watch Catching Fire, and I was able to enjoy it more because you know I've gotten my start of the revolution. So <laughs> it was good and it had a really good cliffhanger. Everybody in the audience. Went, they're like, no! They're like, no! <laughs> Everyone just like grumbled and grumbled. You know, you know the cliffhanger? It reminded me of the cliffhanger in Pirates of the Caribbean 2. You know, I just walked out of the cinema wanting to commit homicide. <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't too upset about the cliffhanger in the Pirates of the Caribbean, but this one was more so. But they warned us by saying it's part one. So yeah. you're warned. I was warned, but it still bugged me more. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that, that's a, that. that uh, I've not seen. I've not seen Mockingjay Part oh, One yet. Oh, you need so. to. It is so good. Um, I'll get around to it. It's just so like um, the Hunger Games for me is not is not um, what I go to the cinema for. It's got way too much going on in terms of the politics and stuff. Um, whereas I, I go I go to the cinema for more more of the popcorn action movies. Oh, okay. And I tend to I tend to watch the more the, the, the movies that have a little bit more substance and a little bit more sort of like cerebral qualities at mm. home, you know. Um, but that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but then again, um, I'm going to contradict myself here because I really really and I went to see this at the cinema. I really 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 enjoyed the new Planet of the Apes film. Didn't see that one. No, we haven't seen it yet. No. Really cool movie. You We've go seen them it. up to that one, though, but we haven't seen this last one. Well, if you like the first one that they did, mm-hmm. you could make the second one even better, I think, because it's on like the second one. It's um, it's it's more about the apes versus the humans. You know, Caesar actually makes friend make makes a friend with in this human with with this human mm-hmm. guy. Uh, if you remember, uh, I think it was Kobo. Do you remember the ape Kobo from the first one? That that was a kind of buggy in Caesar, and then Caesar saw like turn and beat uh-huh. him up, and then then he joined joined the car sort of thing. What well, it there's quite a lot of um, opposition between Caesar and Kobo, so that kind of carries on into into this. Whereas they kind of start as friends, as Angai sort of thing, but as soon as the humans come back into the picture, Kobo and Caesar are at odds again. Yeah. But yeah, we liked the rise of the Planet of the Apes. Although that was one that was a good thing I did uh, see it in the theater because if I had been watching it at home, I I would have stopped watching it in the beginning. Like it was just so upsetting, like what they were doing to all these uh, chimps. And you know, if I if I'd been at home, I would have just turned it off and not finished watching it. So. I don't get affected by it that way, you know. I, I just tell myself I'm sat in the theater, you know. Well, if, it, you being know, at the theater, I didn't want to spend money and not finish the movie, so I stuck with yeah. it. And I'm glad I did because you know it it got really good. But you know, if I'd been at home, I wouldn't have finished watching it probably. If you're fighting against an army of talking apes, is that animal abuse? <laughs> I'm gonna go out on the limb and say yes. <laughs> I just sort of like say to myself, look, Ian, it's not real. It's a movie. You can stay. Well, I, I, what, what bothers me about it, though, is that that does really happen. People really do imprison and torture, mutilate and murder animals for 
and they don't even need to scientifically anymore. You know, they just do it because there's money to be made, you know? So it, the fact that it really does happen, you know, I found upsetting. But yeah, but when 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 something like that is in in is in the context of fiction, I just yeah. I just take it in the context of fiction. If you read about it happening in real That's life, yeah. I'm I'm more inclined to get more upset at that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so and and if I witness something like that happening, I'm more inclined to song get a machete out <laughs> and. Uh, and everyone in in the room that's doing it amen <laughs> i'll be right there with you we'll we'll be on the ape side during the planet of the apes <laughs> traitor <laughs> oh. anyway okay i think we had one other movie for sure we we're gonna mention was another one you wanted to mention want to mention uh, uh captain america 2 winter soldier yeah. That was my favorite until Guardians of the Galaxy came yeah, out. Yeah, we were like, this is the best one ever. And then Guardians of the Galaxy, this is the best one ever. <laughs> I, I, I just loved, I loved the uh, the whole, you know, the di- the whole dynamic of it. I mean, I, I was a bit worried about Captain America 2. Not because um, of, of who was directing it or anything like that. I was a bit worried about it because, to me, Captain America has always been this pulpy World War Two character. Mm-hmm. Because so I'd only really equated him with the with, with the with the original movie and and um, you know a lot of old cartoons that I'd seen that were made in the in you know that that had been rerun on television in the seventies here in the UK that were made in nineteen fifties mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I'd never actually read a Captain America comic or or actually sort of like seen seen him too much in the context of of um, of, of modern era other than the uh, animated. Um, Avengers films that they did a couple of years ago. Well, so I was, I was really worried yeah, about it. Yeah, I was I was a little worried, not so much because of that, but I liked the first Captain America movie so much, and I love, I, I really do actually love films that are like World War II era, and so I, I enjoyed the first one so much. I thought they, you know, they are not going to do the second one justice. I just didn't think that it was. I thought I thought that I assumed they'd be kind of phoning it in compared to the first one. I don't know why I just had that fear, but um, it was so good. And you know, I mean, I liked the whole ensemble cast, and I think that was that was the brilliance of it. That it wasn't just Captain America. You know, um, there were other characters that are from this era to anchor it. You know, and they had good chemistry. I thought they all had really good chemistry together. It was a good. It wasn't just. Captain America. There was it was a, almost an ensemble piece. Yeah, just almost. a smaller ensemble than the Avengers, which I kind of I don't know I kind of liked it. This yeah, I kind of liked it. I, I kind of liked what the, the part the role that Black Widow was playing in it, and you know she was trying to fix him up with a date. <laughs> yeah, well, and see, and the funny thing is, like in the Avengers, I was like Black Widow is just pointless. Like I just thought she was a dull, boring character, and she, there was no reason for her to be there. And I just thought she was oh my god, she was just like dry white toast. And uh, they actually, I guess, I was like, oh, she can act. And they gave her something to do <laughs> in Captain America too. I liked her in that one. But in the Avengers, I just thought she was pointless. I mean, there's just someone to have, be wearing skin-tight black leather pants. And she that was the she had a very she small little gun shooting those alien armies. <laughs> I mean, she was just silly in the other one. It was forced. But in this one, she was good. Yeah. I, I wanted to give her some bigger guns, though. I mean, come on. <laughs> All right. She's got the yeah. like, small little it's pistols. Woman. like. Woman wearing a woman wearing a skin tight suit like that. The bigger the guns, the better. I say. <laughs> well, and I liked Falcon a lot. I mean, he, he really, to me, he almost um, upstaged Captain America through a lot of it. 
But he is Captain America now in the comic books. Yeah. He's the new Captain America. Yeah. And he his, he was really interesting. I liked him. Yeah, I like the relationship between him and uh, him him and Steve. Is it Steve yeah, Rogers? Yeah, they had it great is. chemistry. It, it was a great great banter there. But I also like the fact that uh, Nick Fury sort of like went dark. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, it had sort of like a seventies sort of like espionage thriller type vibe going mm-hmm. on 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 the whole plot, and I absolutely adored that. I thought it was brilliant. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, I like all the twists and turns and the action. It was mm-hmm. very well done. And made Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. a better show. Oh, my God, yeah. We'll get to that later. <laughs> Indeed. I mean, what what I did um, when Captain America came out on DVD, on, on Blu-ray, um, I, I actually got it on VOD, Video mm-hmm. On Demand. And what I what I did is I, I, watched, uh, I, I watched Captain America 2 again. And then after watching that, I bought the entire first season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and re-watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. right up to the point just before Captain America 2. Then I put Captain America 2 <laughs> on and then watched the rest of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. later when we talk about some series because I've got a few things too to say. Um, yeah, we better move on to yeah, worst. Yeah, so the, the worst movie. Ian, you have a worst movie of the year? Um, I just have one. Legend of Hercules. Okay, we haven't seen that one. We haven't seen that. I haven't really seen a movie I didn't like this year, so... We're careful about what movies we watch. (laughs) Obviously, I guess we don't see a lot. (laughs) Well, I kind of... um, I I didn't go out of my way to see this one. I rented it, and I'm glad I did rent it. You know, rent it. I can't remember the name of the actor, but it's all like it's... They they kind of turn they kind of turned Hercules into into a tragic romantic character sort of thing and you know he's he's not fighting monsters or anything like that they're, they're trying to humanize him and they, and it was just boring it had some great action it had some action and stuff going on which was all kind of like slow motion mm-hmm. it was kind it's of cheesy slow mo shots Is that what yeah but did? it worked in three hundred not not even that good. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was cheesy, you know, and it was cheesy, and 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 you know the character, I, it wasn't Hercules, yeah. you know, the the actual Hercules movie with with the Rock, that that's slightly more Hercules, that's more Hercules than than this, and the even that Hercules movie, a lot of people are saying isn't Hercules because they've kind of they've kind of made Hercules into a regular guy. Um, but at least in in the Hercules movie with the Rock, he's a regular guy that can actually bloody kick yeah. ass and fencing. <laughs> where where the other guy kind of uh, looks like uh, you know I don't know. It's it's kind of like a boy. I trying thought, to kick I thought ass. that's what movie we were talking about. Which Hercules movie is this? It's called called Legend of Hercules. Who, who's the star of it? Um, oh God, let me, let me quickly IMDb it. Uh, well, let's go on and we'll talk about, I think Marks and I, we had one that we actually did watch together that was not good. It was The Amazing Spider-Man 2. I don't know why we bothered yeah, to watch the second one, because we should have known what to I don't think it was, the first I one. I didn't feel it was as bad as some people thought, but it was not. It was pretty bad. It was not great. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's not, by no it's means not... the worst movie I've ever seen. It just, you know, this whole round of Spider-Man is just sad. Okay, the star of Legend of Hercules was Kang and Lutz. I have no idea who that is. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. Um, okay, better, luck, better mu- luck next time, fella. He's <laughs> <laughs> just some muscle-bound um, ape that looks like he's like graduated from a bloody body. I don't think I even heard of this. I thought I thought when you said Hercules, that's what I was thinking was the Rock movie. Yeah. 
No, the Rock, the Rock movie was actually better oh, than this. Wow. But the Rock, the Rock movie in many realms is, isn't considered that good either. <laughs> but you know, I, I'd take the Rock movie over well, this you know, any day. Dwayne Johnson has just such good charisma and such good on-screen presence that, you know, even his bad movies, he's still most of the time entertaining to watch. Yeah, well, I, I actually liked I actually liked the Hercules movie with The Rock. Um, I, I didn't love it. It wasn't wasn't the best movie I've seen, um, but it certainly wasn't the worst. It falls somewhere in between for me. That you know, one. the Marvel universe has a Hercules. Maybe maybe we'll see that in the movies. Mm, maybe. Maybe Rock will play Hercules. That Hercules. <laughs> That'd be funny. Uh, I'm, I'm kind. Of, I'm kind of tired of Hercules now. I think. I think they should just uh, kill him. <laughs> uh, you know, after um, an overdue uh, character, after a while, you got kind of let it rest for a little bit. That was part of the problem with Spider-Man. It was like, well, geez, it hasn't been long enough since the last Spider-Man movies to be like re relaunching it. It's like but they just finished. <laughs> they just need to give Spider-Man the Marvel and let, yes. let them do something with it. Yeah. I seen Spider Man too, and I actually agree with you guys. Um, it's like uh, you know, I've actually forgotten that I seen Spider Man. Yeah, too. I had forgotten until uh, Mark's mentioned guys, it was this you show. Guys literally had to remind me that I've seen <laughs> Spider Man too, and you just reminded me. It's just so now. bad you yeah. blocked it out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it took me a minute just to remember who they, he fought. He fought. It was Hobgoblin, but it was also somebody. It was Electro. Yeah. Electro was so forgettable. That, yeah. Um, it just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's good. Uh, there's certain things I do like about it, but I, it is not that strong, and it was too soon for a reboot. Unless they reboot it into the Marvel universe, then let's do that. Yes, give it back to Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. G- give it back to Marvel, but you know, I, I reckon, I reckon they should just let it lie for about ten, for about five, maybe yeah, ten I'd years. Yeah, I'd say a decade. I mean, just let it. Well. I would, except I want it in Marvel. <laughs> okay, five then, after Marvel gets it. Five, ten years from now, I don't know how the Marvel movies be doing. I mean, there's, mm. there's eventually it's going to tire out. I don't know. We'll see. Are you saying the Marvel bubble will eventually bust? I don't know. Any franchise. That is heresy, Any franchise tires out for I'm telling you, that is, that, is, that is blasphemy. But not for a long time. <laughs> I think in about five or ten years it will burst and then DC will suddenly learn how to make movies. I think you might be stretching it with DC learning how to make movies. <laughs> yeah, they got, they, they're wonderful at animation, but... And TV series. They seem and to be and doing TV shows well, are not too yeah, bad, too. Not but, really uh, good with the movies. Movies, yeah. They don't know what they're doing. The Batman movies weren't bad. The Christopher Nolan movies. Yeah, those were good. Th- those were good movies, but everything else. They didn't uh, seem to get any traction off of those, though, to spring, you know, launch themselves forward. I, I've tried to watch Man of Steel oh, again. Oh, that was awful. Oh. That was just painful. And and, and just, I can't, just can't figure out why everyone's going. Oh, it's great. Eh. <laughs> well, and and the what? actor really can act. It's just that. I don't know. That was just a bad movie, you know. <laughs> there was no, there was no humor. No, in it was it, not. You know, his, you know it's, it really wasn't his fault. It was just it was the way it was written and directed. And Superman isn't Batman. He's not always supposed to be that dark. The thing is, is like they focused on the Superman, who is not as interesting of a personality. It's about the man behind Superman, which is really Clark Kent. Yeah. And that humanity of Clark Kent, we only saw in the flashbacks at all it was mostly i mean his dad stole the show because there was so yeah. little humanity in his own character versus his dad's mm-hmm. uh jor-el and, and well and you know i mean i might be a little biased too that i've never been a big fan of superman even as a kid like you know the superman movies with christopher reeves were really popular 
And, you know, I watched them because, like, my dad my brother watched him. But I always thought he was boring. I thought Superman was so dull. He just was, like, had no personality. I thought Clark Kent being goofy and tr- trying not to be Superman was more interesting. I always had a thing for Clark Kent over Superman. And I found that big fight at the end was truly, like, oh, we're finally we're having a real epic level fight that you want to see with a Superman but they made it boring because it went on forever. <laughs> I remember we were watching it. And about the time you think it would be over, it kept going. I was sitting next to Mark and I did, Mark's and I just go, oh, for the love of God, isn't this over? <laughs> I just... like, There's no Metropolis anymore. <laughs> and then we just got to the laughing through it because we were just joking. Like, the whole city's leveled by the time they're done. <laughs> you know, so like it kind of reminded me of... Um, uh, you know, one thing you probably don't know too much about me is I'm a gamer, um, but I'm a casual uh-huh. gamer. Yeah. And one game that I used to love playing back in the 90s was SimCity. Uh-huh. And it kind of reminded me whenever you were sort of like trigger an earthquake <laughs> in SimCity or something like that. <laughs> Push of a button. It was that should be so a new, new SimCity feature. Superman Battle. <laughs> Oh, lost half the city. Can you imagine what the insurance policies must cost in Metropolis? I know, right? And I think the next Superman movie is supposed to cover that a little bit, like the the impact like of their so liability, much, <laughs> the city being destroyed. But you know, it, a good fight is like a good. I should tell a story in a dramatic itself. argument, you know, in a in a movie, let's say, and you know, it has people winning, losing, winning, losing, and going back and forth and twists and turns. And the problem with that fight scene. I feel there were impressive shots and stuff, impressive visual effects, but I, it was difficult during the fight to see who was winning, who was losing, really, because no one was really getting hurt. They never like bled or anything, and 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 it felt so false that at the end he's just like, oh, yep, I suddenly kill you, and it's like, <laughs> like why did that suddenly? It's like, wait, so you, you can't like make him bleed, but you can kill him in five seconds. I don't understand. If, <laughs> if like, it bleeds, <laughs> it can die. <laughs> and if it's so easy to kill each other, why didn't Zod just kill you as easily? Because he doesn't care if he kills you or not. Yeah. I mean, I, it just it was kind of yeah. weird. Yeah, it was kind of like, you know, we've had, it's kind of like, hey folks, look at this big fight scene. Oh, look, there's no point to this fight scene because Superman's just killed him at the yeah. end. <laughs> And like, um, there's actually a very funny YouTube, ver- you know, version. Um, or, or, you know, why why Superman was so bad in ten minutes? <laughs> <laughs> I love those. I mean, movies, you know, if at the end of that their clothes were torn, they were both bleeding and bruised. You know, if you cut the fight like in half, you it know, would it would have been way better fight scene, way more satisfying mm-hmm. ending and believable ending. Yeah, I mean, you know, if you look at if you look at Superman two, the fight scenes in that, and then look at this, the Superman two the two fight scenes had far more emotional impact. Yeah, because we 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 actually fought at one point. Oh no, they all thought Superman's dead, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and and then he sort of like he wanders off to regroup, and you know, there's more. There was far more drama there. Yeah, I just felt that first half flashback scenes, Jor-El and his and him and the young Clark Kent. Those were only really, those were good, but after that it just fell apart. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I'm afraid the second one, if there's so many heroes getting involved and, you know, Batman and other characters and maybe multiple villains, I don't know, 
you know, that's not giving much time for us to get to know this mm. Superman. Okay, now we've been beaten up a little bit on DC. But I think we're going to get to... Um... <laughs> hey, hey, we didn't like Spider-Man, too. That's true. That one sucked. Yeah, Spider-Man. But, Spider-Man but, sucked. But, but Marvel's not in control of that actually... one. But uh, we're going to be able to have DC redeem itself, because I think we're going to be talking about next is the best new TV series. That's right, and uh, and uh, I was just about to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I beat you to it. I'm the Segway Queen. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm so gonna have my revenge. <laughs> You're not fast enough. Ha ha. <laughs> Which leads us to I think Marks and I are best new what TV ever. series, uh, The Flash. Yeah, she is Segway. <laughs> I'm moving this along. So now. yeah, The Flash. I we felt was one of the best new TV series to come out. It, it did really well in the ratings. Super- and they did a really, oh, sorry. They did a really good job of uh, spinning it off. Of, I say the best. Um, I say it's the best new series, easily. But then again, I've just come off the back of watching the uh, Brave and the Bold, the two-part crossover. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And loved it. And they, they've actually shown an extra episode of The Arrow here tonight, um, which I've not watched yet. Oh, interesting. But, yeah. You know, it's it's spun off successfully off Arrow. It has enough of what's in Arrow to feel like it's the same universe, and they do a good job crisscrossing those worlds too. They don't just ignore each other, especially in that that crossover. There, there was things that yeah. happened in both that affected each other. And then I feel that, but Flash is a little bit lighter, mm-hmm. sort of. I mean, there's a dark edge to it, definitely. But it is much lighter. But it is much lighter, uh, and it's of course got powers. But it, it all works together well. One thing that illustrates that for me, and it's all like in the uh, in, in 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 the Arrow segment of the uh, crossover, uh, when 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 Arrow tortures a guy and and um, and and flashes so like uh, Flash kind of like kicks off about it, he's kind of like because he's such an idealist mm-hmm. sort of thing. He, he's he's got these romantic notions of, of of being a hero and and doing it in such a way where maybe he doesn't kill anyone. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, torture. Um, he just shot the guy with like one arrow. I wouldn't say it wasn't. It wasn't like true torture session. Just stabbed him. Just and then stabbed him once with an arrow. around. I mean, come on. Well, considering <laughs> yeah, what we know he has done in the past, I'd say he was showing remarkable restraint. <laughs> is my point. Yeah, I mean, so like, um, I would have, I would have strapped the guy down and flayed his skin off with a pa- with a blunt potato. <laughs> that sounds more oh, that, that's to me. <laughs> 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 yeah, but that's torture. That's not. You know. um, I'm just saying, compared I, I, to the other things we've seen Ollie do, that really, really, you know, it was tame. It it was pretty tame because you know, obviously, we've seen Ollie go much further than that in the first season, and, and maybe even the second season. Though in the second season, he was trying to be a good boy. Yeah, he's trying. <laughs> you know, we like um, our good boys but, a little bad. <laughs> it, it made. It made an interesting made an interesting point that you know so, sometimes you know to get to get shit done and to get the the, the right sort of results you've got to get your hands mm-hmm. dirty. Uh, well, I loved the no? uh, the point where you know all the sidekicks are are talking about who would win uh, Arrow versus the Flash and Felicity's like, seriously, are you guys really doing this? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was just so nice to have someone point out that are you this is ludicrous. <laughs> I loved. Uh, Diggle's uh, uh, response, response to Flash's speed. Oh my gosh, that was hilarious. He's <laughs> really fast. <laughs> <laughs> I love when he's goofy. He's funny. 
it, it was just a great crossover, and it gave every character a little bit of a moment to shine. Yeah, too, yeah. Good. Yeah, I'm trying to think of um, trying to think of another new series that I've seen that that that, that that's kind of uh, gotten me. And um, one I'm going to mention, um, it's available on Netflix. It's not exactly sci-fi, but in terms of storing iron and stuff like that, it could well be, you know, if if you sort of like put it into the, in, into a future context or something, or set it on Alien World. Okay, what is it? Uh, guys, you got to check out Marco Polo. Oh yeah, we've seen the first episode of that. It was good. It gets better. Okay. You got you got to keep with it. Check keep keep watching it. I, I, want, I want to give that mention as a, a, an honourable mention because I've just seen it and it was fresh in my mind and I've really been enjoying it. Yeah. So much so that I've got only got one episode left. Oh wow. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna mention one more show <laughs> since that's slightly not genre but it kind of is. I don't know which category it fit it. But uh, a non-genre show that I thought was pretty good. We've only seen a couple episodes so far, but it's probably a show a lot of people who are listening haven't watched yet is DirecTV's Kingdom. Oh, yeah. We've only seen a couple episodes. It is really good. And you don't even have to really be into mixed martial arts to enjoy it. Yeah. I've heard of other people who don't really know much about the sport who just love the show. Yeah, it's a nice drama-type series. And it's it's uh, if you liked the movie Warrior, um, it's, it's movie. similar to that. And, and uh, yeah. I don't know. It's fun. It's got some, you know, it's got some drama. And if that gets boring to you, then they, they beat each other up occasionally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is there that film about the two brothers? One, one that song like was, you know, kind of gone a bit psycho, and you know, and and the other one was Scooty through you gone into it. Yeah, one was trying to get money, and the other one. No was one was psycho. Got out though. of prison or something, right? Yeah, he, he was just a, tr- a troubled well, youth. Yeah, he was trouble. He wasn't like totally crazy. Yeah, he was kind of he's kind of troubled, and you know, his his dad was coaching him. Nick Nolte was coaching him. Yeah, that, yeah. And, Oh, it was kind of troubled. Yeah, it was. It was. I thought that was a really good movie. Oh gosh, yeah. Um, that's crying. Sort of the MMA <laughs> modern day Rocky, almost. I guess. Yeah, but this this one it follows you know a family and a training in a gym and it it's just it's really good. Yeah, that's a good one to throw. It's good out there. and actually one of the lead actors to connect to the genre. Was one of the bad guys in Captain America Two: Winter was. Soldier. Yeah, the, the guy who will most likely turn into Crossbones. You know, one of the actors who was in that Legend of Hercules uh, movie was actually Liam McIntyre from from um, from Spartacus. Oh. You know, he made, made, made his mate in in Legend of Hercules. Um, which, you know, it's just it's just a real tragedy that you know he had to um, sort of like uh, play a supporting role in such a really <laughs> shitty movie. You know what? The check cashed all the same. <laughs> I guess it did. <laughs> Yeah, it may not have been good, but a, a check still cashed. <laughs> well, let's, let's get into worst. Okay, worst. Yeah, let's get into worst. I can't think of one. <laughs> well, was, I guess it was more of a miniseries, but... Of a new series, it's more of a miniseries, and probably not genre either, Grace I Point. I, I tried watching a few episodes. I don't think I ever made it through a complete episode. Yeah, this it is was so boring. murder mystery uh, yeah. adapted from... Uh, the real mystery is how they made it it was just so boring <laughs> adapted from is it a british show that it adapted yeah from? it was i think it was broad church and didn't have david dennett in it <laughs> i don't know um i had high hopes because of the cast and i love like a murder mystery and it just and fox promoted the crap out of it but yeah it, it i was so excited well. and then i go oh that's what it is yeah it was, it was pretty blah 
It's really strange because um, I, I know some, you know, I, I know some people actually like that. I tried. Great it point. just was. But they also they also enjoyed Broadchurch as well. Maybe so. if you saw Broadchurch first, and then like this one, you could got to watch it and be nostalgic for Broadchurch. <laughs> yeah, maybe you appreciate it more that Possibly. way. I never, I never even got into it because you know th- those sort of like BBC, you know, or or, or, or sort of like detective dramas that kind of like set in a country or or, or or whatever, you know, they're kind of too slow moving for me. I, I get bored well, of them quite t- easily. I generally like that that type of series, you know, or movie, but I don't know. This one just didn't. All right, so that was blah. That was blah. Is there? You have anything else, Ian? Um, what is this? This is a worst worst news series. Um, I can't really think of anything oh. now. Let's go, let's go to best. Return. I was going to say the best TV. I have maybe the best um, guilty pleasure series of this year. For someone, I hate generally most th- things that have to do with zombies, and I don't like Walking Dead. For a guilty pleasure, I've enjoyed some episodes of Z Nation on Sci-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's kind of like. It's almost like The Walking Dead, but you don't take it as seriously. So, like, it's not as upsetting. And then, like, the blood's a lot more fake. And it's just a lot goofier. <laughs> Actually, I've just thought of a bad bad news show. You know, you guys will probably disagree with me because you like this sort of thing. But I didn't really, I didn't really connect with Dominion. Oh, no, I, I don't like Dominion. I know. I, I, I couldn't get into, get into it. it. I've I, tried. And I, I dislike it. Mark's actually kind of likes it. I mean, I... It's not my favorite show, but I, I, I'm curious. I watched the movie, so I'm curious because of that. If I didn't see the movie, maybe I wouldn't like it as much. Um, but it, I'd seen the movie, but I, I, I didn't really like the movie. But there either, is something so. off about I didn't it. Like the movie. There's something that's hard to really hook into one, some of those characters for some reason. Really, well, I like watched it, and I didn't really care for any of the characters. So it's just kind of like I don't. If I don't care about characters, then I just don't care. Yeah, I, I don't know. I guess that's what the problem is with it, is they haven't made us really feel, really care about the characters enough for some reason. Yeah. I don't know, wh- I don't I don't know, know. why that is, but it, yeah, that's stupid. Yeah, so yeah, that, that would go but, under my But I, my I applaud Sci-Fi Channel for making new original shows, at least. Yes, because, you know, Sci-Fi had been getting out Sci-Fi'd by everyone, especially the CW, for so long. <laughs> Yeah, I'm glad they're they're doing that. They're gonna they're gonna eventually hit a few big hits. So just gotta Probably. you know experiment. Okay, so I think I think what they need to do is they need to sort of like vary their 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 stuff between dark and gritty, like such as Dominion and and the more fun stuff as well. I thought you were gonna say they need, they need to vary it from dark or gritty. Indeed, <laughs> <laughs> <And> they're grits. <laughs> But yeah, yeah. For a long time, they were all like lighter humor comedy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They need to mix it up a little bit so they're mm-hmm. like some days are darker and some days are lighter. Mm-hmm. Okay. So best returning TV series. Oh, that's um uh, that that's kind of like um I've got two. Okay. That 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 I consider best returning TV series. The first one is Agents of Shield. It's a completely different show this yes. year. And the second one is Arrow. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And, and that, those are my two best returns. Yeah, we have yeah. we have Arrow and Agents of Shield. Is in fact, I thought the first season of Agents of Shield was, was unwatchable. I just I hated that show the whole season. I wouldn't even watched any of the second half of it if it hadn't been for Marks. But um, I actually kind of enjoy it this season. But I would have never even continued to watch it and even bothered with the second season if it wasn't for Marks. Oh. Um, and then I also like Supernatural. 
of course. I'm a little biased. I love that show. I've stopped watching Supernatural. Oh, the first few uh, episodes, especially with Demon Dean, was You stopped cool. watching? That's it. This is over. Yeah, that's, we're not yeah. friends anymore. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I, I kind of I kind of stopped watching it after season eight because, you know, season eight, it just got ridiculously flipping boring and they killed off... They killed off the best character. They killed off. They killed off. Oh yeah, the, the, the whole yeah. Leviathan thing was just sad. That was just, yeah. as far as the, I'm concerned, is that, that didn't the happen. Leviathan year? Yeah, I, as far as I'm concerned, that didn't happen. That was a terrible year. That was an awful year. I, I just can't ignore that. It's just so like that. That's just taking me out of supernatural entirely. Yeah, this this you know? season is getting better. Well, there's no more Leviathan, so you Thank can at least God. kind of try to forget about that. Yeah, um, uh, but yeah, then Arrow and like I said, Agents of Shield. I just hated the first season with the passion, but it's actually watchable this season. And I think it's heralding the future of some of the cinematic Marvel universe because of now the introduction of. Uh, I hope I'm not spoiling anything, but surely not. Uh, of Inhumans into the, into the mm-hmm. universe, so yeah, and and Ming Na actually um, had some facial expressions this season, which I thought was really cool. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Julie doesn't I like don't, the Agent May is, I think it would it would be a better show if they got rid of her. I mean, she is just the most obnoxious character. It's like this is me happy, this is me sad. They just keep me around to put me in tight clothes because I'm pretty. It's not like I can really do anything. You know? And that's her range. And it's just, oh, it's just as annoying. She can act, I think. I've not seen her act. Wow. She was in in Stargate Universe. I didn't like her. She played the same character, essentially, didn't she? She She, has no... She didn't have as many martial arts skills, okay? She just sort of deadpans everything and lets everyone around her act, and everyone's just in awe because she's so amazing, because I don't know why. Yeah, I... I'll admit, she's kind of hot, but, you know, I'm not really... I'm not really that engrossed that I'm actually into her, if you know what I mean. She's kind of hot, but there's no... There's, there's not really much of a personality that comes through. Smile but I think, more. I think, she's, <laughs> I, think, I think she's gotten a little bit better this season, but you know, not 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 by much because the, the character that the character that I'm most in, in, interested in is 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 the is the new guy Hunter and um, and 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 is it Mockingbird? Uh-huh. Yeah. And I, I, I kind of love the dynamic between those two. Um, I, I like what's been going on between. Um, between the the, the, the the two scientists. Mm-hmm. Well, and I like and Mac it, and, and Trip and, and all of them too. And I think the first season was especially rough because you had May, who is like cardboard. And then you had Ward, who was boring and like cardboard. And then sometimes you have entire scenes where it's just two really bland cardboard cutouts just sort of deadpanning everything with no emotion and just sort of reading lines. <laughs> At least Ward is interesting this year. Uh, I think I think they they kind of made Ward cardboard the nipple. I know, but the, you, know, you know, I can yeah. only take so well, much boring. You know, they they really should have uh, tried. I understand why they made that decision, but I think that was a bad decision. They I think they shouldn't have had Agents of Shield on the previous year. Because the more you would like Ward, the more you it would have been impactful to learn he was a spy. Yeah, as it is, it was just like, oh, he went from so boring, I wish he'd fall out of the airplane just so we can be rid of him, to, oh, now he's kind of interesting. But they, but they really needed, they should get 
They're, well, they're better this season, so maybe they don't need to. But I, I, last season, I was like, they really should get some writers from Alias in this show. Because it's <laughs> like, that's what you need is that kind of feel like Alias. Or even Leverage. I mean, just get some. Yeah, Leverage. You know, we are robbed. We should have had more years of Leverage. That's what you want. Oh, shit. You know, I've missed a bike on this one. But um, um, another best <gasps> new show, I'll quickly mention it now so we can sort of like, we can. Oh, you're going to say the same one I am. Go ahead. Yes! Librarians. As soon as we said leverage, I'm like, shoot, that's one. Yes, that is so good. Yeah, mm. well, it's still very uh, early, but yes, it's from the okay, same team. Okay, we've only seen brought, a couple episodes, but it's leverage. And I'd, I'd, I'd like to thank everyone that saw that and listened to the librarians episode that we recorded. It's you know, so I'm going to thank everyone that listened to that, and uh, please come back and listen to the other shows, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's a lot of fun. That was a really good. I love seeing Christian Kane on there and. And Noah Wiley and uh, uh, I, the whole John Larroquette is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it's a good show, and it replaces the bubble. What's missing with uh, with Warehouse Thirteen? Mm-hmm. It's got that. It's sort of like Warehouse Thirteen, Doctor Who, and Leverage. Yeah, it's those three. They had a baby. <laughs> they had a three-way baby. Ooh. <laughs> Just silence. There's <laughs> wrong with that. <laughs> okay, um, so. We've done the best return. Oh, and Arrow's mid-season finale was amazing. Oh, my God, shocking. yes. So, all right, anyway. <laughs> I like the introduction of Ra's al Ghul and the mystery and yeah. stuff like that. Okay, so worst t- returning series. Oh, I got a list. Um, <laughs> True Blood. Yeah, that was very disappointing for its I call, last season. I call that season True Blood fan fiction season. It was. It was like... Uh, fan, <laughs> fan fiction written by someone that hates Bill. <laughs> Oh yeah, that needed help. <laughs> it was so like it just dragged. Mm-hmm. The whole the whole whole is slowly dying. Dragged. So you know, it got to about episode three, and I just thought we've just fucking died already. Yeah, well, and it was so ridiculous, like the way it was done. It was silly, and then you know, her at the end, it was like, who is this guy? Like, just suddenly she's happy with some stranger, like we don't know, and and I, all the characters were just kind of. Everything seemed forced. The only decent, the only scenes I liked from that was was Eric. Some uh, of Eric's Eric. Eric Northman and Pam. Oh my God! Of course they come out on top. I love. That. I mean, the flashback scenes mm-hmm. with them were funny. The the scene where he like was in the car after the you know the. Oh, the scene where Eric Northman's vampire Fangirl, you know, the one that works at his bar, she finally gets to, yes, you know, have, have her have way with him. Oh yeah, you know that there's there's just so many good scenes of Eric and just like that's about it. Yeah, that was that was just so funny. You know, she she finally gets her way with him and it lasts all but about twenty seconds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it can happen that way sometimes. <laughs> Um, so, so yeah, that one wasn't, that was disappointing. I think yeah, another one that is disappointing, although to be fair, we've only seen a few episodes from the season. We haven't gotten caught up because we got disappointed with it. Sleepy Hollow. We loved it last year. Oh my God. We were so yeah. looking forward to it coming back and we're anticipating. And then the first few episodes were like, eh. Yeah, I don't know what it is. And maybe... Yeah, I got bored. I I um I, I seriously got bored and zoned out after about episode four. I thought that's it. I can't I can't watch this. So I'll, I'll revisit it during the summer when there's nothing. Yeah, on. and I think and the ratings kind of reflect that too with people. And I think I think it's just I think they've gotten a little bit too wrapped up in their mythology this season, and it's 
instead of like twists and turns, it's turning more into like simple like plot A to plot, you know, step A, step B. We got to do this. Yeah, we're fighting instead of guys. people like, oh my God, what's going on? We got to figure it out. It's okay. We have to do this, this. Okay. Now we go do this and this. Okay. What do we have to do now? We have to go do this. Okay. Let's go do this. And <laughs> Yeah. Something's, I mean, the actors are so great. There's still a lot of good things about it, but yeah. it's just lacking some. That new character to throw into the mix as well, the con man. Type style character. Can't remember. Can't remember his name. You, you know, he was so I interesting. Know, we, I we just, must not made that. Who far. are you talking about? Not their son. And I don't know who it is. It's a new. It's a new character that came in for a couple of episodes, and um, you know, there was a bit of a there was a bit of a argy bargy with him and uh, Ichabod. Oh no, we stopped watching it uh, before then. We plan on they, going back, a, but. Basically, Ichabod didn't like him because he's not a very honourable person and this and that sort of thing, you know, because he kind of like, uh, he kind of works for the highest bidder or he's, he's, he's in it for the money sort of he's thing. He's a merc. You know, he's a merc. And it, it was just so like, um, I, I I just, I think I must have watched about six, mates, maybe five, maybe six episodes and I just got Yeah, bored. we got kind of bored with it. I mean, maybe it gets, it gets better, I don't know, but... But we loved it season one. Oh my gosh, yeah. There's something missing season two. And... I couldn't stop talking about it in season one. I think what's missing from season two is the fun. Yeah, it is It was fun. kind of fun in season one. It was kind of fun. It was sort of like, a, you know, the, the you had the whole fish out of water thing with Ichabod trying to get used to our technology. Yeah. And, and, um, and, and all, the, all the modern day Kongokongism. Me out here. <laughs> yeah. And, um, oh yeah, like and, and I remember all... when he was talking about language, and he was like, "awful" meant full of awe or something really good, like awesome. And then intercourse was a conversation. You means you're engaging in conversation. And she goes, "So you could go on a first date, have awful intercourse, and still want to have a second date?" <laughs> and he's like, "Disturbingly, <laughs> yes." <laughs> Yeah, that, that's what's missing from the um, from from the new se- from from the new season. You know, dying on like that, it's just kind of like mm. gone. Well, I suppose I suppose in a way, Ichabod's been on you know on, on in twenty first century um, wherever for for a year now, so he's probably adapted. But well, it it would take a year more than a year to fully adapt. Honestly, I mean that would be it would be like going to another country and trying to adapt. Like- Culture yeah. yeah, they should. You know what? They should, what they should do for season three? They, they should sort of like uh, they should leave Sleepy Hongo and take it to England, <laughs> and then Ichabod can actually, um, you know, see see how how, how much uh, English culture has deteriorated since he since he was last last there. <laughs> <laughs> he won't. That, that way, he won't fun. think it's just the Americans that have gone downhill. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Is there any other worst? Do you have a worst uh, series, returning series? Doctor Who. Ah. Yeah, it's a little disappointing. I I loved Peter Capaldi. I think Peter Capaldi has been brilliant, but I think he's been ill-served by some pretty dodgy scripts. Well, I think it's so silly. He, they keep talking about, oh, is he a good man or is he a bad man? They really, they always talk about it. That that's just it. They talk about it. They never really show anything that would make you think he's a bad person. You know what I mean? Yeah, and and the whole thing in the in the part in the first episode that he's in, they they have that phone call between Clara and Matt Smith at mm-hmm. the end, 
And I'm thinking, you know, that that's just so like to appease the fangirls that are into Matt Smith that 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 were going, oh, I'm not watching it, you got you got a got an old guy, you're a doctor, you're <laughs> sort of thought. And but you know, but I thought that was insulting to all those young young girls and young women that are all for Peter Capaldi because you know, so like there is a split there. And I just felt it was more. In, I felt that scene was kind of like insulting to the uh, to the teenagers that were into um, the idea of, of of having an older guy. I love the fact that he's Scottish. I mean, <laughs> I love that. I love that he's kept his accent and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And uh, but the internal logic, the whole song, like um, you know, they the had Clara last year, the Impossible Girl, and the, not the, the nothing was done this season to song like even resolve that yeah. or even explain it. And there was all sorts of, you know, sorts of things. It's, you know, there's there's some good episodes, but there were some really yeah, sucky ones. I was confused ones. about you know who Clara really is now because they just sort of act like she's a regular person now. And so they've gotten really goobly goo in their explanations. Oh, you're talking like Doctor Who. Oh, goobly goo, <laughs> and tiny whiny in their in their explanations. Yeah, they just kind of like suddenly fix yeah. something and it just doesn't make any sense how it happened. Yeah, and yeah, I'm they, like they you. Need, I don't, I don't think it's anything wrong with the actor with the new doctor. I think we've all gotten used to getting a new doctor, a new doctor every so often. So I mean, it it's not that it's him. It's just yeah, I think the writing hasn't really been up to par. But I don't think it's really been up they to par to... the last few seasons. Mm, that's song I say the last season was kind of you know beginning to go downhill. I mean, the, the there were there were problems with the fiftieth uh, anniversary episode. You know that that that, that re rewatched it, but the fiftieth anniversary episode certainly wasn't the worst episode coming no, out I last liked, year. I liked that one. Best. I like I like that one. The, the the episode where Matt Smith regenerates is just shit. <laughs> well, and there there were a few. I don't remember if it was last season or the season before, but it just felt like when you're watching it, it just felt like everything was in a dead run and everything was like an explosion and everything was happening really really fast and there just wasn't a whole lot of dialogue that was really, really meant anything, you know. <laughs> yeah, I, I I think I think it's time for Stephen Moffat. I mean, it's hard for me to say this because I, I think he's a I think he's a fantastic writer, but I, I think he I think it's time for him to go. I don't think he's a very good producer. Yeah, and you know there comes a time where you need some fresh ideas to and fresh set of eyes and a fresh brain to kind of approach, you know, the show. Yeah. They need to do away with bringing Daleks and Cybermen back oh, every year getting, as well. Getting silly now, now you're like, okay, well, it's either going to be Daleks or Cybermen. <laughs> or maybe the Master. Or the Master or with the, master the, with the Cybermen. <laughs> yeah, it's getting a little unimaginative. You know what they should do, what would be an interesting take from BBC standpoint, is every time they do a different Doctor, they should change showrunners. Mm. And, and just Because then the showrunner is going to bring a certain new energy to it. That would go really well if whoever the you know the new doctor yeah. would have another energy. That would be a Ooh, interesting idea. Yeah, that's kind of what they. That's kind of how it how it how it operated when 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 the original series was on. Uh, you know, you basically had new showrunners uh, for the well for the Hartnell. You had two showrunners because uh, Verity Lambert stayed with Hartnell's Doctor for two years and then then she was replaced, and. Then kind of uh, towards the beginning or middle of Troughton's era, another showrunner came in. And and then they changed showrunner again for the Pertwee. And and um, Tom Baker's era had something like about three different showrunners mm-hmm. before John Nathan Turner came on. 
And then, then what happened? You had John, John Nathan Turner for the tail end of Tom Baker all through right to the end of, of the classic era of the series, which was partly why it kind of, yeah. you know, went tits up, to be honest. Um, but by the same, by the same token, um, if John Nathan Turner hadn't stuck around, the classic series wouldn't have continued on because Michael Grade was trying to cancel mm. it. And John Nathan Turner is the only reason that it stayed mm-hmm. around. How about, how about, you know, as a wrap-up, just very quickly mention a couple of web series, um, but just mention them, not go go too heavily. No, I think Mark wants to spend more time. Well, I can mention a couple if you want. Okay. So a few new ones, I'll just say that were interesting, or genre, mm-hmm. would be like uh, the superhero uh, series Caper. It's mm-hmm. from uh, experienced TV producer Amy Berg. It's kind of a comedy-type mm-hmm. series. It was, it was interesting. I thought it was a fun little, little show. And then season three of Malice, which was actually called Malice Metamorphosis, uh, kind of kicked it up a notch in Woo-hoo. story and visual effects. So I thought that was uh, worth checking Yeah, I've always out. liked that show. And, uh, and an oldie but goodie, which will have a new season soon, is Eight and Five, mm-hmm. which is a sci-fi noir series. It's black and white. It's all done green screen. So they add in animation. And they hand draw. I mean, it's just amazing. Yeah, that's a really detail. cool series, which is as a season two coming up soon, which I helped with. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, those are a few highlights. I think there there are more, and there are plenty more returning ones, but there's a few to check out. Yeah, and and worth mentioning. Um, I think Aiden Five Series Two has a Richard Hatch in it. It does. Right? It does have Richard Hatch in it. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Not not the winner of Survivor, Richard. Hatch. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I forgot about that. Not the reality TV Richard Hatch. The sci-fi Richard, the Richard Hatch. The scripted TV. <laughs> and on that note, um, I think that's a good way, way, way yeah. to end it. And we, so we should wish everybody that. a happy new year, right? Merry Christmas, happy new year, happy, happy Hanukkah. Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah. Is Eid happy... coming up? Happy Eid? I don't know. <laughs> happy... <laughs> I have to look at the calendar. Hanukkah. Happy whatever you celebrate at the end of the year. <laughs> happy uh, winter solstice. There we go. I've always wanted to do this. Um, the um, the whole song like uh, trading places thing. Merry New Year!